extra time. No, I do not want the latest Windows update. Thank you very no, much. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I'm set up to record our spaces. Wait, now I have to I'm see finish, how to I'm join I'm going to finish the last mouthfuls of this, then I'll invite you guys on that. <laughs> My pixel buds broke, Zach. No, I told you about mine, right? Mm. I lost, you one, lost one, and you yeah. couldn't pair to a new device if you only had one. Oh, that sucks. No, it's mine, like, put um, both in the case to pair, and I'm like, my, I don't have Yeah, it. that's stupid. One of mine doesn't work. That sucks. Mm -hmm. But they okay. replaced it, no questions asked, so they redeemed themselves. Okay, I'm adding well, that's you. nice. How close are we to starting the space? Two minutes? Two seconds? <laughs> I can't see. Oh, you're in there. No, your Twitter name it took me forever oh. because uh, it's <laughs> like Pharrell something. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, you changed your Twitter name. Yeah. That was you? Oh, I, I, was, I like, was confused. <laughs> I was drunk on Saturday and thought it was funny. Yes. Okay, I'm recording my phone. Okay, I'm, I'm going to finish this thing because I don't want to be chewing on Twitter spaces the first time I make one. So just bear with me. <laughs> No worries. Oh, my hair is amazing today. This is deadline hair, can you tell? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So much going on today. <sighs> Did you Our go ventilator. outside today already? Not yet. I'm going later. Ooh, it's bike windy. I've got stolen, so I just, I have a new one sitting here. Oh but my it's God. got, like, a different mount, so I have to, like, put it on my bike. I'm going mm -hmm. biking at night tonight, like before curfew. So I really have to. Watch out, though! It's it's. I'm not windy. joking. It's really windy. Yeah. Like I went to the the bins to to get my trash there, and I had to grab onto something. Oh my god. I had to fucking grab onto something. That was I. I don't think I've ever <laughs> had that before. Um. Okay. So. Uh... I will Great. do the thing. So I guess I'll turn off this microphone at some point. Um, no, 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 no. Because no, we I mean like recording. the the loopback volume. Otherwise, I'll hear you twice. We'll take. Oh, you can take off your, your headphones. headphones. What? Just use your yeah, one yeah. set of Bluetooth. Well, I've got this uh, this guy, so I can always do that too. But um, what? Like you, the one you on don't... the front doesn't record. It's not to do with recording. Okay. Um. Or I'll just All take right. them off. Okay, Start right, click it. Uh, this yeah. is kind of terrifying. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I don't allow microphone access. I don't oh. know what's going to happen. Well, I don't know. Keep spaces safe. Join this live conversation. Am I supposed to get a push? I got it in oh. my Twitter DMs. Okay, it works. But mic is off. Okay. I'm a speaker. So. Oh, yeah, I did too. Join this Let's space. see if this works. Request sent. Me... You are now a speaker. Can you hear me through your phone? I'm mm, a listener now. Okay, I can hear you. Hey. Okay, so you'll speak. Wow, this is pretty cool. Um, this is really funny. I can't hear you through the phone at all. But you can or you can't? No, it just doesn't work for me. So well, you, we kind of need it to work because it's delayed. Oh, man. Bluetooth is So high. you don't Hello. talk Hello. over. Hello, we're having sound problems, of course. 
Uh, Wait, do you have your AirPods hooked up to your phone? Yeah, I have sound effects and everything. It's very strange. Um, so oh, but you can't hear me. Thrilling. <laughs> I can't hear anybody. I just hear like the bloop 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 like reactions and stuff. It's very strange. Uh, um, and everybody else can apparently hear me because maybe I need to. But nobody can out. hear me. Is that? Oh my gosh. Is that true? Oh, how does this? My microphone was off. Oh, okay, great! Yay, we're here. Hello. Okay, Frederica, can you promote Frederica to a speaker? Okay, I'm gonna make Freddie a speaker. Um, this is—it's very fancy when it works. Oh, cool. The delay is just enough as well. So, for Zeno, who is in the room, the only listener right now, we are both recording through our podcast software and this, and it's very confusing because there's two layers of sound. Okay, Freddie. We made it, though. Hey, okay. So let's see if we can do this today. We're going to try. We'll see if we make it. If not, it'll be fun. So we're uh, we're basically doing our morning podcast uh, that we would usually talk about tech and that kind of thing. It's for charge tech. And so, welcome to Twitter Spaces. Wow, I can't believe we got this to work. The first, <laughs> the first thing I want to bring up is that uh, I just mentioned this before I got in here, but my Pixel Buds only work on one side, which is the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> like I have like one-sided oh. sound. It's beautiful. Okay, so luckily Hello. I've also figured out how to get it. So we're recording my phone screen as well, so we can put that in the podcast later. That's pretty cool. To see what that experience looks like. So, wow, this it's just filling up. Hello, everybody. It's I have to say, it gives me very much stage fright. <laughs> this thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's different than normal, I would it's say. It's really cool. Hello, everybody. Is, well, okay, so I guess the setup is we're going to record our podcast today, and we're also doing it in spaces, so we can talk about Twitter spaces. Well, let's talk about that now. So, I, yeah. I got added. Wait, uh, should we do our intro real quick? Or okay, we'll keep Zach. recording it. So this is this is what our podcast is like. It's chaotic, but Zach is going to do a very fancy <laughs> intro and probably mess it up. So bear with us. I will, because I don't know what episode number it is. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think it's one sixty five. Okay. Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode one hundred and sixty five or one hundred and sixty six, <laughs> podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and with me. Federico Motti. And Owen Williams. And this is very hey. strange in Twitter spaces because it's live. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And people can react to this. Their, really cool. Isn't that their slogan? Twitter, it's live. It's what's live. It's live. Oh, really? Something like that. I have so many opinions about, like, they should have named this more bird related things. Like, why did they name it fleets and then spaces? I feel like they really missed an opportunity to be, like, nest or, like,. Meat. No. Yeah. Tweets, fleets, and meats. Oh my goodness. There's such a missed opportunity here. (laughs) (laughs) So, the reason that we're messing around with Twitter spaces right now is because A, it's new, and B, I got invited to like create them. I think it's like rolling out now, right? I actually don't know. I guess people could tell us. Um, And we have been railing against Clubhouse (laughs) for a while. And so, uh, now that we can try this format on Twitter, uh, it's actually it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I they made it so uh, Android users can use it now, 
but we can't yet start a, a space. So that was like mm-hmm. the only thing is like I can be. Oh, a so you're on an Android space. phone. Yeah, I'm on the Pixel Five. Oh wow. Okay. So I had to make this on a spare iPhone that I keep for like testing reasons, which is really weird. <laughs> because if I do it on, I can create it, stay in it, and join from my Android phone, which is a very strange. Oh, thing. okay. Um, but then the the space closes just as I join. Because <laughs> oh. like my iPhone, it's really it's really weird. Anyway, um, so I feel like I don't know anything about Twitter Spaces. Like, what is what is kosher on here? Like, there's no chat. Like, do people r- request to talk like on Clubhouse, or do they have to like? Do I have yeah. to invite by yeah. default? So you they can, can actually hit request. Yeah. Go ahead, Sorry. You can you can actually request to talk or do like the emoji response thing, which is nice. Um, it cool. is funny because. Um, I have seen a bunch of spaces happening, not too many, but like every now and again it happens. And to me, it's kind of the forbidden buttons, you know, you're not supposed to push them because then suddenly you're somewhere, I don't know. (laughs) I have a a friend of mine, uh, Shabaman here. Do you want to speak? I don't know if you can like thumb up if you do or like how this works, (laughs) but we can invite you up if you want to try it. There's a request to speak button on if you're a listener. Yeah, I don't want to like make somebody talk. Can I just say, I think I got the recording set up so that if you speak in spaces, we can put you in our podcast. I so, see. like one, like consent-wise, if you speak, you're being recorded. <laughs> um, like we got to be really clear about it every time someone joins. And two, like I, if it doesn't work, then our podcast will have I'll have to edit it differently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll see. Can I can I just say really quick? So I don't know if you can see the captions, but yeah, it does not understand my accent at all. <laughs> like it's just like occasionally it will, and then it will just do like you know the YouTube captions how they're really bad. It's yeah, it's that. I feel like I'm watching a comical thing. Okay, well nobody has requested to talk yet, so I will I have I will assume nobody wants to. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where I've been listening to spaces the. In the places where I normally listen to podcasts, so like mm. I might be like washing the dishes or something, and so it's not like I'm in a place to to right. just like hop in and be a speaker. Yeah, yeah. Like someone might be commuting right now or whatever. Oh, it's also and... eight thirty in the morning in North America, so like well on the East Coast, so <laughs> I wouldn't usually be up at this time <laughs> or willing to talk on a microphone at eight in the morning. So you know, good. You have us, Owen. Forcing yeah. you to speak in the morning you're, since you Europeans. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's interesting. To be clear, I got up at six thirty to be here, <laughs> so I could take my dog out and be here in this Twitter space this morning. The initial like user group of of spaces wasn't just iOS only, but it was also like US only for a little while. And so the first the first like week, I had access to spaces on my phone. I was only yeah. seeing them like in the evening my time because nobody was awake like right. in the morning here. So it's kind of nice that we're filling in the like gap in uh, scheduling for European people right now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I um, I think like as it rolls out, it'll be interesting to see how they moderate this as well. Uh, with like, because right now I think they're doing it very American focused because. You know, it's easy, like the Twitter team is around. Whereas, like, normally, would how would it work? I guess they have some people in Europe, but 
Anyway, I feel like the biggest trope on Twitter Spaces is probably talking about Twitter Spaces, so... Right, sure. <laughs> but that's what... I mean, but we're recording a podcast about Twitter Spaces, so... Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that makes more sense. I have this, like, they weird are... take that this actually might get more adoption than fleets. Like, I see more of these than people posting stories on Twitter. I have honestly not been using fleets at all, and it's, which is funny because on my on Instagram I basically only post stories, or at least in my personal one, and never mm-hmm. photos anymore on the timeline. But mm-hmm. it's just like you think about sp- uh, different um, social networks and sp- specific paradigms, I guess. So when I think about Twitter, I think about typing something and not per se about mm. like putting a photo on there unless it's like art but then i wouldn't put it in the fleets i would put it on the timeline yeah i feel like you're fleets gonna are ru- for shit posting or posting your dog <laughs> those are the two the two things because i don't want dis- oh, sorry i don't i don't want to have like dms from everyone that likes the thing that they see on the fleet for okay instance. that's the problem with fleets actually though it's like it fills your dms and i know that it works this way on instagram but it's weird that it goes into the oh. same place so what's uh, happening there is that on instagram on my personal instagram that's just my life i have <laughs> like 400 followers you know yeah, yeah and i know them all irl so if they dm me it's just a friend sending me a text message that could also have sent me a WhatsApp or whatever. Yeah, I see. On Twitter, I have a different type of following. So, you know, it's just a different feeling to get a DM from a stranger than from uh, from your friend. So I'm not saying strangers shouldn't DM me because that's not, that's not the issue. It's just that, like, <laughs> I think about this before I post something because, like, yeah. what is the outcome going to be, you know? I'd rather have someone respond to a tweet than you know, DM me immediately. I don't know. I think you're going to roast the shit out of me, but I've been using the, like, stories feature in Behance. Oh, what? wow. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to roast you? What? <laughs> what is I that? I mean, I'm not going to roast you because it makes so... Little... I, th- like I think Adobe stories Behance make sense thing? there. I mean, the, the whole thing is, like, uh, they gave me access, and I don't know how they're rolling it out, but they've, like, given some people access to go live on adobe live from the ipad apps so you could be like drawing in adobe illustrator on your ipad and you can go live and so i've been starting to use behance as a platform a little bit more just because it's like it's kind of dribble it's kind of twitch for designers if you use adobe apps and then they have like the stories (laughs) thing so i you know (laughs) most of it's like complaining about adobe software crashing i'll like take a picture (laughs) no way to the really? like story yeah yeah <laughs> that's beautiful i love that so much so wait they invented a oh my god that's amazing because if you would add stories to like microsoft excel i guarantee it would be the same thing or like right like, even i'm imagining in photoshop like people were posting like something went wrong like <laughs> is it actually that so wait is it does it just like is it posting photos like you can post anything yeah yeah, what? you post a video or a photo or whatever, yeah. Okay, can you tell everybody, especially for on Spaces, what is Behance? Like, if you're not in the design industry, sure. like, I'm not in the design industry, really, so I don't really know what yeah. it is. Um, I mean, it, the, the closest similarity is also a design community is Dribble. Dribble and Behance are very similar, but uh, Adobe owns Behance. Mm. I don't 
know if that's the right pronunciation even because they have a little line over the e but um yeah it's it's a place where you can post design work that you've done it's also got a jobs board um for you know designers creatives of other kind and then they've sort of stacked on this adobe live thing which it's all youtube on the back end which is kind of interesting but it's pretty much like a combo between youtube and twitch you can you can watch live programming or Mm -hmm. you can you know watch them later and they're all categorized by the design software that's used so it's not always like obvious like sometimes i want to post something on there that's not specifically an adobe app so Mm -hmm. it's kind of limited in like that way but that's kind of what the stories feature works for is you know i can document my creative process however it's kind of hard to build an audience there because most of the people going there are going there to like post their design work Right. Not necessarily consume other people's design work because a lot of people that consume design work are non-designers. Right. So this is funny. And I think I encountered the same thing on Dribbble kind of. First of all, I think I am too lazy for Behance because... (laughs) So it's LinkedIn for designers, right? (laughs) Well, the thing is to be successful on Behance, uh, you have to make like very nice like... Um, you, you don't just post one image, you're posting a project and then you're posting it from all angles and sketches and yeah. wow, like people make these wonderful, crazy, great, like basically project folders of their stuff. And mm-hmm. there I am just like, I made an illustration. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, well, you know? Yeah, wow. And um, so I, I find myself not posting to it often. And the funny thing is, is that like it used to be such a community that was com- completely filled with uh, ad agency people so if you were like doing lots of stuff on behance then usually you would get a few emails from like ad agencies whereas if you do that in dribble you get like tech companies asking you for things right it's always a different audience but i quite like that behance is kind of pushing it to the next level with the lives and also with the stories oh it's it sounds dumb funny (laughs) it makes so much sense and they're really popular so it's it is easy to make fun it's fun to see people's like work in progress work right and um you know not everyone wants to do that on instagram but um to be honest i think i don't know if i will find myself ever consuming this but yeah yeah everything that i've found is good for me to post on behance stories also works for fleets for me because like it's not like people that follow me on twitter are exclusively interested in my design work but there's a decent amount of people that have found me because of being a designer of some kind so i don't know like even if it's after effects crashing and i take a picture of that i can post it to fleets and some people will look at it and reply so i love that though it's just like the 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 crash social network yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so beautiful uh, i like that a lot um i didn't even know that it had stories it's amazing honestly like uh if you look around the internet like a lot of things have stories like it's easy to joke about this like i made this point before but linkedin has stories and it's popular i don't know what people post there because i refuse to install the app but it's yeah. it's a popular <laughs> thing and so it's interesting that like the format works on so many different things even if it is i don't know i love i love the idea of just like i, I might actually go and look at behind stories if it's just people with <laughs> adobe software crashing because it's very on brand yeah um 
Just one more thing about spaces before we like move off the topic yeah. is uh, Kayvon, the, the head of product at Twitter, was on Neelai Patel's podcast, his mm-hmm. new one. Um, I think it's called Decoder. And it's, I mean, if you're interested of in, like the future of spaces, I think that's probably like the interview to find. Um, mm-hmm. We can, we'll put it in the show notes of our podcast, obviously. We're, I'm not going to like tweet it now because that's a, I guess that's like one way to manage this is like to tweet while you're in spaces. What? Oh, do you tweet? Oh, you can tweet about the space. Oh, I didn't even do yeah. that yet. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. I, I just, yeah. But um, the thing that I found interesting is they were recording all of them. And oh, right for, now like, they're using for that moderation, for moderation. Right? But he said, like, there's there's a place where it could go where you could then turn it into a recording so mm-hmm. people could listen to it later. You could post it as a podcast. But there's that concern that we sort of flagged of, if you join as a speaker, you're consenting to being recording, and then that recording could be used for other things, right? So right. you can find out that you spoke in someone's space, and then all of a sudden you're, like, on Joe Rogan's podcast. And so there's, like, a consent step that they have to work through. <laughs> I bet there's yeah, people that want that ha- to happen. Sure, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I wonder if that's an interesting tension, though. It's, like, between... Uh, like helping people realize that it's being recorded even if it is temporary i remember like there was years where there was all the every year there was a drama where like because everyone thought snapchat didn't save anything to its service but this is not how it works like like the government will be very mad and so they do save some stuff for a limited amount of time for various reasons and so like i remember there were various cycles of like people being mad that like snapchat apparently has servers that the images touch (laughs) like you know like oh it's shocking Mm. but it's interesting that they have to like maybe deal with that on the flip side it's cool to hear that they're actually moderating or at least trying um because like it's the the inverse of clubhouse especially in its early days which was just like we don't give a shit yeah well and they're doing a huge push toward um community moderation as as with twitter where you know if you hear something Mm. you can report it is sort of what they're going for obviously it's problematic because you know it's free labor at that point but right yeah um the interview was interesting because they were talking about how there was this feature in periscope that i was unaware of that it would like show someone a clip and ask them to sort of moderate it and so they talked about they talked about like maybe the transcript once it gets better for spaces like that could be a way that it would be like here's a 20 second clip and ask people to moderate that way i thought that was kind of interesting the solution classic like offload to people but at scale i understand like it's also really hard and i mean it's an interesting way to do it i suppose you know all of this is making me realize you said like all the transcription and stuff how do like how come this is a very strange take. I don't even know why I'm... Do- like, my Google Meet calls, I wish they were just, like, tra- transcribed into Slack or, like, into the calendar thing optionally because, like, I I can't remember what I said after 30 minutes. <laughs> and so, like, sure. we have the technology. Like, this thing is doing terrible transcription. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> like, literally, it's comical watching what it thinks I'm saying. But it would be sort of useful to have even that bad one. Have you tried to script? Is that, like... Oh, I used to script three times a week. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, can you yeah. tell people what it is? Because, like, I know what it is, but you're, I, I've used it once, whereas, like, you'll probably better to speak to it. Yeah, it's a really interesting app because you can do a lot of different things in it. Like, mm-hmm. you can do full-on audio editing. I edit our podcasts into script. 
Um, but you could also just come to it to transcribe like a Zoom call, like you said. Um, it, oh, it doesn't do it live. I know there are other like apps that are popping up that do that yeah. live sort of transcribe as you talk that like yeah. plug into Blue Jeans and Zoom and everything. But Descript oh. is <laughs> one of my clients is like all in on Blue Jeans yeah. and they send me like the recording and it's got the transcript with the timestamps oh, wow. along. And it, it pulls out highlights, which I think is really interesting how it figures that out. But anyway, highlights, yeah, just cat boffing. <laughs> like, that's what I would be half the time. <laughs> Descript lets you drop in audio or video and audio, and then you can edit both inline, like a traditional audio editor, but you can also right. edit by deleting the text. Oh, and right. then. Because it transcribes it, it does these like smart things where it will highlight all ums and filler words, and wow. you could like bulk bulk delete all filler words. That's funny. <laughs> that's almost kind of that's almost like um, using a filter on your face to like yeah. make your face look flawless. It's like that, but for speaking. Like yeah, I used to use it for like trend, uh, interview notes, and it was the same every time. I'd be like, oh right. my god, there's so many ums. I'll just go delete all of these first. Um, I just said um but, again. So like it's once you're aware of it, it's the worst. But I guess like one thing that would be cool on, like, for this is it would be cool to publish the recorded space, right? If it, like if if right. it was opt-in because Google Meet, you have it, like you click record and it's like does everybody consent to this? And then you can after like maybe afterwards you can like publish that and that would be cool. Um, I think that's like, where this is going. Yeah, you you think so? Because there's another one. Yeah, I think it's um, there's a couple of competing ones that sort of do that, where you can like podcast. There's like a few because we're using an app called Riverside right now, where we can like let people watch live as well, and it's sort of similar. And so I guess yeah. that's like the logical endpoint. Your audio cut out, Owen. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is it? That's is it back. It's better. Okay. It's better. Um. I would also say, like, think of the bigger picture of, like, what else Twitter's doing right now. They're creating super follows, and, like, you could subscribe to people's exclusive content on Twitter. They bought review for newsletters. I imagine that the first step will be um, you can join someone's space for live. Maybe you can join someone's space if you pay them. Mm -hmm. And then you'd probably get access to the recordings that someone's made through the subscribing. And I think cool. that it'll be sort of like right now, a lot of podcasts have like that Patreon, like extra podcast oh, so jank. Yeah. where it's like, it's like an extra episode of a week oh, no, I don't hear from the Patreon subscription. And I think that's probably the that logical cool. step for spaces is like creating exclusive content through the recordings. Right. That way. I would imagine. I, I obviously, Joey's on here listening and he works <laughs> at Twitter, so maybe he can tell us. But... <laughs> I love it. Again, it's early here, so nobody wants to talk in the morning. <laughs> but I mean, but, I am uh, very, I'm yeah, really looking forward that you say to that. I think, like, I have a hot take that this is what Anchor had sort of promised to do when Spotify right. acquired them. Like, they had the weird voice memos thing and, like, whatever. But then they acquired Soundtrap, and it felt like the pieces were there, and they never did it. Like, it didn't get put together. I used Soundtrap for probably two years now, and um, it has changed, like, 0%. Really? <laughs> There's been no updates for the, like, editor or for the podcast experience. They do a lot with, like, education. For people that don't know, Soundtrap is just like GarageBand, but it's web-based which I like because I work on a Chromebook a lot. 
and but it don't um, work. <laughs> and then Spotify bought it, but they they really sell and market toward the education space. All right. So, you know, a, a lot of schools are using Chromebooks, so it kind of makes sense for like music classes to lean into Soundtrap, and so they really focus a lot of their efforts there, and you can tell mm-hmm. by their like Twitter feed. Um, so the podcast editing experience is just like barely. So I noticed that Freddie got demoted in our room and I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. So can you hear me? <laughs> and her microphone is no longer working. So this is not. Oh, it's because I can't hear her through the thing. Bear with us. Technical, technical difficulties. Freddie, you can talk through the normal thing and I can hear you now. Can you? Yeah. Oh, she's gone from space. It's completely. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. It said that my microphone was still on. Okay, but then back. it wasn't. Am I back? Yeah, you're yeah. back. You're back. Um, yeah, I rejoined. I'm wearing two pairs of headphones, so I had to remember to, to, to put the other ones, uh, the volume on, because we're recording in the background our show, but also like, <laughs> trying not to get feedback through Twitter Spaces. This so. was so sad, though, because I was starting to talk, and then someone just completely started talking over me, and I'm like, oh, what I'm the sorry. hell? Oh, I <laughs> but I was just day. not connected. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, we were talking about soundtrap, so go ahead, Freddie. Yeah, the, the funny thing is I could still hear you guys, but you guys couldn't hear me. And the weird thing also was that I could still, that that still looked like I was a speaker. Apparently I can just turn oh, it wow. on for anybody I follow can speak, which is interesting. I could just YOLO it uh, at some <laughs> point. Um, or help well, could break loose, but... But anyway, I wanted to say I'm actually quite excited for the new things Twitter is doing right now. The The super follow thing seems really interesting. I'm yeah. really excited to see where that will go um maybe we can like kind of step from here into another thing i saw uh mr jack dorsey was doing uh, which was selling his tweets can we talk about that (laughs) you want to talk about freaking blockchain (laughs) we have to talk about nfts today oh no it's too early the the problem (laughs) is i want to yell about it but I also don't fully understand it yet. I've been like working on understanding it, but I'm pretty sure I don't get it still because I just don't get why, what, why. Um, but I also don't want to talk about it for too, too long because I think... Yeah, I also don't want to talk to, about it too, too long because the the conversation has been quite polarized and it's just yeah. people yelling... I have an NFT and someone else going, but the environment. And then that's basically all the discourse is right now. I think it's the, it's the perfect combination of a polarizing, like you said, and money that it reminds me of the, the GameStop thing where like every Mm. single tweet, a news story podcast, like that was the subject. They're like, let's talk about GameStop and including us. And I think that NFTs feel similar in that, it's kind of like there's two polar opposite sides and there's money involved. And so everyone's talking about it. And it's really hard to d- debate on Twitter. Like everybody, like you cannot have a nuanced discussion. And anytime that something is like slightly hot, it just turns into a total flame war. Like, yeah, I sort it's... of, I, wow, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I sort of miss comments for this reason on like blogs because like, yes, it descended into hell, but at least you could like, make your hell of more there. than 280 characters <laughs> like, yeah i still have comments on my blog but i need to turn them off actually really because uh they are full of spam and i don't know how to fix it i pay for something that's supposed to block the spam it does not 
It's just but um, it's a nightmare. But what I was what I thought was funny, I was reading on the tweet thing, the tweet NFT thing. It's it's funny because I think it's the best example of how NFT is actually nothing. Mm, because right. if say okay, say I tweet I love cats, right? And uh, Zach buys Great it. Great tweet. Okay. Zach buys it because he thinks this is iconic. The world needs this. I want to like save this moment. Him, he buys a tweet for one ether, whatever the fuck, which is a lot of money. But Don't I mean, the tweet was the tweet was pretty great. But you know, it's speculative money also. Cats. So we we're not completely sure yet how much it will be. But right now, it's okay. It's an okay amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. Then, okay. So what did Zach then buy? It's kind of unclear because. He doesn't get to put my tweet on a t-shirt. He doesn't own the copyright for, to the tweet. Um, also, That's an interesting question. But well, you get to I mean, tell people you own it. Right. <laughs> but like, what is it exactly you own then? You don't, you don't get like... Say, the, I thought the, the Twitter the... one was a joke. I thought it was sort of a like I thought it was a joke. I don't know if it, that's half of my problem with this. Is sometimes I can't tell. So <laughs> I read this article on the Wire, uh, Wired about it on the Wire, Wired on, about it, and I will link it in the show notes um, for that those of you who also don't understand what the hell is going on. The other thing is, I could very much delete my tweet, and there is no rules against that. So what have you bought then? What what is you know? I could I could tweet. Okay. I could delete my tweet and say I like dogs now, you know. Um, <laughs> Wait, if only we, okay, what if so... we had editing tweets? Then you'd have a real new problem, but we'll never get that. Well, Just I mean, to clarify though, like, okay, so an NFT when people buy those, it's it's like an image they get sometimes, like or a GIF or whatever. They get like the, a file, right? No, actually, they don't. It's a token. Oh man, okay. So yeah, this it's is the, the part where I you own it. It doesn't mean that. But... Yeah. So the <laughs> Jack Dorsey's seats. Jack Dorsey's first tweet that is for, was for sale in a similar sense. Like, was it embedded on that website or was it a screenshot? Because it kind of just looked like a screenshot. And why couldn't you, if you spend two point five million dollars on it, put it on a T-shirt and have on print it and send it to me? Like... Because that is not what you're buying. You're not buy- buying. You're not buying the rights to this thing. You're not owning anything. If you buy, like, as far as what I have understand it is, it's kind of like buying, say, an empty box. And the empty <laughs> box has a cover that looks pretty cool. But that's actually just a piece of paper. Interesting. So well, that I feel like the actual nuance though is like when it comes to if you would i don't know seen a few albums have been released on nft like for example you can prove that you actually own it because it's like sort of historically been problematic you know you buy an album on itunes i mean yes you get a receipt and it's like this digital thing but how do you prove it if the police come to your house i don't know if they, well, i don't so, know why they come into your house if you bought it on itunes this take didn't work at all so, <laughs> wait so the way that frederica just described it reminds me of like patents like, patents are, like, a representation of an idea. It's not the actual, like, constructed thing. Mm. Like, right. if, if Apple patents the AirPod and then you own the patent, you don't have a pair of AirPods. Exactly. You or just the own the idea of... capabilities. And, like, a lot of the times companies will buy entire companies to get a patent portfolio. Like, that's very common. And so... Fuck off, Sonos. If... 
feels <laughs> <laughs> number it three payment holder in the world, by the way. Still, uh, really, yeah. Sonos so, is like loaded with patents to the rafters. But the thing is, the whole NFT thing. What I feel is happening is it plays really, like it plays a little bit with your imagination. What could be. It, right. And a, a lot of artists are falling for fall. I don't. I don't want to say well, it's a bad money. thing yet. Let's but not like, discount that. They are no, no, money. no. But let me let me speak. Okay. There, we can suddenly see this beautiful world in which mm. people can be kind of like your patreons, but based on a specific artwork that you made or whatever. Um, wouldn't it be cool if people could, you know, financially support you? in this way and that we don't actually have to slave for clients or whatever or Mm. we don't have to go and you know work at a supermarket at the side or whatever and this is i think a beautiful thing i think this is what we all really want the thing is that i think nft is exactly not that thing right and what i'm trying to figure out is what is it then because you cannot tell me that Last week, everyone with a shop that had prints and was selling originals and was selling, you know, commissions and whatever the hell, um, was scraping for money and working that supermarket job. And now suddenly, uh, there's a bunch of people that want to, like, pay for art in this specific yeah. way. There were marketplaces before. People had their stuff for sale before. What, what makes it now that people want to spend suddenly the amount of money that they should be spending on art? They in had a shit ton of Ethereum way. that became worth something, and it's funny money. <laughs> and that's, I think, where it's coming from. But uh... well, and and like many art purchases, especially in the like real world, like physical art purchases, is it's an investment strategy. It's yeah. this art that I'm buying is worth three Ethereum now. Well, mm. maybe it'll be worth three Ethereum yeah, can... in a month or yeah. a year. But the idea is that also that Ethereum will be worth more too. Right. And yeah. that someone will still be willing to buy this for three Ethereum in a year when I want to sell it. And then that's that's the investment strategy. And I don't right. I don't necessarily like agree that art should be bought for investment, but it's important that artists are getting their art bought. So yeah. like I understand art artists that sell you know, like let's just talk traditional gallery model, not like digital at all mm-hmm. like a lot of artists hate the gallery world hate the way the system is built because the system is still fundamentally like capitalist and you know mostly white male rich affluent western you know it's still a lot of that in the traditional gallery world there's a lot of privilege um, there too you kind of don't get in there fine. if you don't you know know someone or whatever can i just that say none that... of this sounds dissimilar from the nft conversation right now yeah so sorry i was gonna i was gonna give a really spicy take that i also think people are extremely online right now (laughs) not much else to do yeah i think that's part of it too i've said this about like clubhouse and stuff too before it's like i'm very curious what of these like things that have come out will stay the same after pandemic who knows when (laughs) who knows when after times will be but it will be interesting to see which ones stick and if it's like a symptom of the hype and the fact that like literally everybody's doom scrolling all the time. So Yeah. I think I think it's also just uh, and it, I I don't know. I think it's also just this a little bit of hope for a lot of people. Like see, finally mm-hmm. we we found ourselves in the age where people are actually pu- buying 
artwork from people that are actually talented for 20k and we don't have to slave away selling whatever in whatever this is takes mm. way less time it's we're finally getting what we deserve right that is kind of what i feel that's going on however i wonder first of all why this has happened right now and who is behind it and also the environment thing which i probably everyone's fucking sick about hearing about which i understand is such like it's important that's really where we should have probably started the conversation <laughs> i kind of didn't want to because i feel like everyone's like but the environment and like i mean it's very yeah i mean it's true it, though but yeah. It's non-tangible, I... but the thing is, it is. And the thing is also that the people who are poor are going to be, like, in the worst position for an yeah. environmental crisis. So the people that actually say, I'm doing this because I really need it, are, might also be the people that get really fucked by this stuff. You know that, I just realized that the original NFT was sort of that, you remember CryptoKitties? Yeah. Yeah. That I think the same company was behind a large part of this. But yeah. CryptoKitties was that, and a lot, a large part of I think like what is it's being used for is like digital, like primarily digital assets. So like in Fortnite, for example, maybe it's a bad example, but you can buy skins and stuff. Um, like you can't prove that you own it, uh, and so maybe that's a way to make them transferable. So like there's another game that also has a Star Wars skin, and that could be where it applies. Because the the other one that's going on that I also don't understand is the NBA Top Shot thing, which is like the the clips from like the basketball again like i have no idea what i'm talking about but like those are massively popular and that has been the biggest actual commercial use of this as well so like there's yeah clearly i think something they going on they have yeah, like unless you trade them that's the key right they have amounted to like 2.3 billion sales and gross the thing is though that um um, another thing that a lot of people don't really know is that if you buy something on foundation, you can only sell it on foundation. You can't sell it on oh, Bear right. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, because it's like rare. an app. Well, right now at least. Right, yeah. But that's, that's not dissimilar from what Owen said. If you buy a skin in the game, that's it. It's in that game. True. It is, yeah. And it summons but, my SQL database. Like, <laughs> but then we shouldn't, so. we shouldn't also skip completely over the environmental thing. Because the thing is that I think a lot of people don't understand this. Because, well, I mean, I asked some questions on Twitter about this, on this subject. And not too many because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to poke the fire too much. But um, right. a lot of people say, yeah, but they're working on making it more environmentally friendly right and one mm -hmm. of the ways is uh changing the the proof of stake to proof of something else i forgot that part but they would change something there and then they were like yeah but then it's all right but it also changes the structure of what ethereum is and what they're trying to do it's meant to be decentralized and by try by changing this specific thing it's actually not that decentralized anymore mm -hmm. so i'm what like you're changing the actual dna of the thing next to that apparently they have been saying this that the, they will work on making it more environmentally friendly for two years wow so, I mean, this reminds me of Google also. I mean, actually, I was going to say Google is probably the wrong example, but all these companies that are like, we will, Amazon, we will carbon neutral in 20 years. <laughs> how many how yeah. many trees can we plant, guys? That's not an endless thing <laughs> yeah. we can do. Yeah, yeah. 
that's true. So, I also think like the funda- fundamental conversation that I, I think, well, one, like a lot of these artists are saying like, it, it'll change environmentally, it'll get better. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to, you know, make money and move to like the, the next version of how artists survive and work. we had something like the electric ob- objects maybe this like you can tell me if this is wrong uh, oh, or like I my samsung that. frame has art uh for example it's like right now it's basically jpegs it's very difficult to do anything <laughs> legal with them so frederica for, for example could make a thing like this i could own it but i could loan it to zach's serif tv to show it or maybe even like resell it to him to show it so what you're saying is there's like almost it brings like physical asset ownership into that space potentially. I mean, there's many layers you could add to it. Well, yeah, that's for for me this this thing where you can have this contract and have it state that ten percent of every time it gets sold, it gets back to the artist. That is the best thing I've heard in a long time. I think this is a really great thing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this doesn't under doesn't exist in real life, because yeah. we can also still make paper contracts, you know, um, but. The other thing is that, I, other than that, I just don't see what it like adds at all. <laughs> because I don't well, think yeah, the people that's... that buy my art to put it on their walls are the same people that would buy like the internet thing. I feel that the people who buy the internet thing, they are crypto nerds that have that want crypto to become bigger and better. You know, that's, that's a different. Is, I guess Eric. Eric's point, right? Is that is how it is now? Long, I, I, maybe you can speak to that, but longer term, it sounds like it, the idea is it wouldn't just be them. I'm not sure, man. I hope, <laughs> I hope, I hope it's gonna be a good thing. Obviously, I, I want to see artists get paid, but I'm just afraid that like we are just blinded by artists getting paid. Oh my god, I also want to be an artist that gets paid, and then don't look further anymore. You know. Mm. I just am like fundamentally curious if. This is bringing new money to artists that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise, and is it bringing new artists that didn't have access to a market before? Like, are are people of color benefiting from this on both sides, as art buyers and as as money receivers, or is this pretty much the same systems just shifting? You know, like, is it the same affluent? rich san francisco tech people that are getting their art sold 
Interesting. I, I don't know. I, I don't think we know enough yet, and I think it's probably we're gonna probably have to like continue doing this for a while before we really know. I but... will. I, I I hedged earlier by saying that like I, this is something I've been really careful. Like I'm trying not to be like too skeptical of all things. <laughs> Lately, I'm really trying to be careful of that. Um, and I will say, CryptoKitties was an interesting example of like trying to find a use case. And people have been hard on crypto for years about not having one. And I will say that this is the first time I've seen one that's like. Oh, okay. Like I sort of, I, I, I grasp the like, the conceptual like use case and what it's for, and so there is that element as well as like, for years we were like, ha ha, crypto kitties, and now I need to go and check if I own any still, because uh, I've completely forgotten. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And, and then own retires. That was really useful. I get like I just remembered DeviantArt existed and probably still exists, but I actually yeah. sort of got that energy. But then on the other side, the environment though, like yeah. what, what are we paying for? Like, you know, like, is it worth all that? Like, are we just like excited to be somewhere front row first of the show for a while? And then, you know, and, and then set our whole world on fire because of it, you know, is that worth it? Yeah. It feels like a get rich quick scheme for some people like, a oh, I'm, you know, I'm, it's trend based. There's a trend going on. I can make some money. And then, you know, the first thousand people that got on foundation are really like making some I wish, cash i just realized i've been like nodding my head and like shaking my head this entire time as if i'm on like a zoom call i do this like thing now and nobody on twitter can even tell that i'm doing that <laughs> it's yeah. like this very strange situation I also like like one of the value props here is like verified ownership but like what if someone goes to freddie's foundation page takes a screenshot prints it on t-shirts and sells it on Facebook Marketplace. Like, that's still the same copyright problems we were dealing with before, and this doesn't solve that. Yes, and but I the do other think that example we... of, like, resale or, like, provenance is an interesting one, especially right. in the digital space. Because if you're but... talking about, like, I want to talk about Roblox at some point, which is a thing that exists, and Fortnite is the same thing. It's like, you buy something in that, it's a piece of art, and then maybe I can resell it to... Freddie's friend or whatever and like that wasn't really feasible before well, I mean... but the the other problem is Zach and I think I mean I hope and I think this will be fixed at some point but what, what's happening right now is that you could also just go to my Instagram and mint one of my images mm. under your name right. and then right. this has actually happened as soon as it's sold there I don't think there's a lot I can do to be like hey but that's mine <laughs> so that's also yeah. my money yeah, I suppose that's something that has to be worked wow. out, right? Uh, it's like uh, I saw that Photoshop is adding a thing, uh, or at least has tried 70,000 times to add like DRM and the actual thing so you can see who owns the original PSD file. And I suppose you're kind of implying that. Well, and I, DRM's problem is that it's it, it's constricted to countries where it's legally enforceable. Yeah. You know? like And it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> right there's whole like food, fast food chains in china that just are copies of different fast food chains and right. that's legal there and there's no there's nothing that mcdonald's can do about it and i don't know like drm yeah youtube could like remove you from their platform if you keep mm -hmm. violating it but that doesn't stop someone from like taking your video and then reposting it on the internet as their yeah. own but i guess in this example you would know which one is the original whereas on youtube i actually like very honestly one of the big problems i recall with the rickroll video was you didn't know 
like it was up the original most viewed rickroll was like not owned by them <laughs> like i recall they got taken down a bajillion times and then given to sony or like some bullshit but that is interesting in that uh sort of way god original youtube i miss i miss that and i also don't miss it it was the wild west it really i mean it still is let's be honest um yeah okay, for so, me for me just to kind of round this off what i've decided yeah. for myself as a digital artist myself mm-hmm and physical also now, I guess. Um, yeah. Is if if it could really be that bad for the planet as some articles say, it is. I'm not gonna be part of it until it gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Like it, sitting it out and choosing not to is the the best thing you can do. I think from as a creator right now, if you because, don't agree with how it works. Right, and the other thing is also that like the get rich fast scheme only works if you already have a significant full amount of followers so mm, yeah. yeah um what is it beeple or bleeple or like uh grimes can get like nine you know six million what was it six and six and a half million or something for the stuff that they're doing but it's just because they also get those amounts for other things they're doing so I'm never gonna get nine million off a thing I post, and no one, like I, no one I know, will either. You know. Right. Yeah. I want to go back to your environmental comment real quick because I I agree with you a hundred percent, but I would want to like admit where we're a little biased here because watching YouTube and Netflix as much as most people do is also bad for the environment yep. in a number of ways. And, totally. and it, it's a lot. Data I mean, centers like, exist regardless of if crypto is doing a thing. Yeah, right. and Netflix and YouTube together are like more than 30% of internet traffic. God damn. Right. So <laughs> if you want to look at the like carbon footprint of that and start thinking like, oh, if I do the math on how much I stream per year, that's pretty considerable too. And I don't know how it compares to NFTs. I have to imagine it's less, but, so you know... There's there's a place where you have a bias too because it's like a new thing versus mm-hmm. like what we're already doing that's bad. No, for but the of course, and this is an argument that I see all the time. The thing is though that um, just because another thing you do is bad doesn't mean right. you can just do all the bad things. Yeah, right. You know, like oh, they amount so to something, <laughs> right? It is a good idea to be like, oh wow, wait, you know, this weird internet money costs apparently a lot of money for a lot of the environment what else costs a lot of you know stuff for the environment Mm -hmm. and what can i reduce to do that but i don't think it's an art like just because the other things i do are bad doesn't mean i should add more bad things to it to me that doesn't make sense besides Mm -hmm. i don't think we're at a point with our planet that we can afford to (laughs) add many more of these things we don't have any buffer that's for sure and well, as I said a... before, how many trees can we fucking plant? You know, like how that's not a what well, we need to plant everything either. It's not the only thing. It's like it's also about it's like how people forget that re- reduce, reuse, recycle. Like they forget that actually ninety percent of recycling is reducing, not like recycling because like the actual yeah. waste is you can't extract that much. And I think that's the same thing. I think we should talk about at least one other thing on this show. We probably have about <laughs> ten minutes before I should go and do my job. <laughs> so but real, 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 real quick the yeah, exxon no, totally. chevron and shell are the reason that we have any personal responsibility yeah. for saving the planet mm-hmm. when it's like 70 companies are responsible for 90 percent of 
everything bad. So yeah. it's also like that's my problem with NFTs is it's it gives the individual a lot more harm they can do mm-hmm. versus like you know if you throw out a glass bottle instead of recycling it like you're not the problem like shell is okay i think sorry um, yeah it's yet another thing that... to like individually shame everyone again and right exactly which is something i don't really agree with but then again yeah. i feel like i shouldn't add something that i don't actually need or see the use for other than a contract so... I'm going to endorse another podcast, which is the most podcast thing ever. But if you haven't listened to How to Save a Planet, it's very good. Um, I don't think okay. we've actually talked about this yet, but I, I love that show because they talk about a lot of these issues where it's like um, a lot of the things that you see around like green technology is people like whataboutting it really hard, like sort of like we're struggling with here. So one of them on the show was like, and I have had this exact situation. It was a person that was buying a new, they wanted to buy a new electric car, but their partner was like, no, well, it's still a new car. Like, you're buying something new rather than, like, something used in the... And so they actually deconstruct it and, like, try and figure out if it is better or not. And so I really recommend that. It's not necessarily about NFTs, but I guarantee they'll talk about it. So um, let's talk about at least one more thing today uh, other than this. Does either of you have yeah. uh, something on your mind? Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about Paramount Plus. Oh, my God. What? Paramount okay. Before you Plus. even say anything... Yeah. Are we really screwed with all these services just adding plus to the end forever now? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> God damn it. Google Plus. Well, C- Everybody, I thought we had burned this. <laughs> CBS All Access had such a bad reputation. Mm. Uh, and then I think they acquired some more content. And so it was like the idea... I don't know. I heard someone say that they should have just called it All Access. And that mm. would have been a good like streaming platform name. And also kind of descriptive. You're like, oh, you get everything. Uh, But anyway, they went with Paramount Plus, and I want to bring it up because, one, there's constantly this conversation about the streaming wars, Mm -hmm. but I really, really always want to remind people that, like, most of these streaming platforms are North America only, like U.S. and Canada, sometimes the U.K. Like, you can't watch HBO Max, like, quote-unquote, legally here in the Netherlands. I just want to say, you think it's it's Canada, it's never Canada. We never get anything. It's just like Paramount Plus is not a competitor in the streaming space except for Americans yeah. because I had you know I had to use it's a competing VPN with piracy to access it. Else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like well, Netflix and Disney Plus are the major players because they're accessible in a lot more countries. That's it. Absolutely, like everybody Even else. Even though the content is... is spotty, you can still at least get in. Like they've dealt with the right. the realities of it. And it's interesting you say that though because you said Canada. I can't even get HBO here, man. Like, it's the same as the Netherlands. I have to get it from a cable provider. It's insane. No, we also have to get crap. it from a cable befi- provider. Yeah. You can't I know, just I know, go to Zach the website like, and... Oh, US and Canada. No. No. I can't even get Hulu. It's it's like, right, I right. can drive to the border and listen if I uh, go on cellular, maybe. But, yeah, it's not. So, the reason I want to bring up Paramount Plus is they've just launched in the United States. And, um, obviously, they're trying to get people to sign up for yet another subscription. And that's hard. Now, something else that happened this weekend was uh, Harry and Meghan did the interview with Oprah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody has heard about it. There were over 17 million consecutive viewers. Really? Concurrent viewers? Wow. Concurrent. Yeah, it was live. I I watched it. It was amazing. I would say that I was searching the internet for how to watch it. And it was like, you have to watch it from CBS. Because CBS got, they paid $7 million to get the exclusive 
streaming rights to the edited interview. I know that Oprah's been like um, putting clips that didn't air mm. on like TikTok, which is really interesting, and we could talk about like separately. But real quick, so I know I have to get it from CBS, so I go. I type on Google. I don't go to CBS.com. I just type on Google, like, CBS Online. And the first thing that comes up is Paramount Plus, right? Their new service. So I, you know, turn on my VPN, VPN to the U.S. I sign up for Paramount Plus, put in my credit card information, right? Type in Harry and Meghan. You know what comes up is their wedding. It's the only thing (laughs) on Mm. Paramount Plus the interview that everyone watched was on CBS.com, and you just what? needed the VPN to watch it for free. I mean, they I made tons of money. on an app. <laughs> right. They made tons of monies on ads. It was like watching the Super Bowl. Like, there were just an ad every five seconds, and there were tons oh. of them. But what a miss. Like, you had an opportunity to make all those people sign up for Paramount+. Plus. Wow. And, and you just trial. dropped like the ball. Disney Plus could have like Disney Plus did that at the start. They dropped like the Mandalorian, which was like the thing that made people sign up. That's insane. I it's just the biggest facepalm ever. And I think like maybe you know like the conversation and the deal with CBS might have happened before they knew when Paramount mm-hmm. Plus was going to be available or whatever. Or like because of licensing, they could do one but not the other. But I just feel like it was a complete miss to not get everybody to sign up for your new streaming service where your whole argument is you have all the good content in one place. Yeah. You you know, you get people to sign up and then you start showing them all the content they got with signing I got a, up. I got a hot take on this that I probably shouldn't admit on a recording, but I have to say all of these new streaming services, I did not pirate anything for years and it is too hard. <laughs> like half the time I'm like, I'll want to watch a specific show and I like, here's a good example fargo it's like the the crime thing um it's on fx can't get it legally here couldn't figure it out for a long time eventually gave in and so like it's interesting because i feel like we reached a point where netflix was so good and everybody had all their stuff on it where it was like nobody had to pirate anything and now it's gone like backwards in many ways because now i have to figure out which app it's in and like is it available in my location? People in the U.S. don't even realize how annoying it is. Like, I have to go. I go to yeah. websites that tell you. <laughs> it's like right. Where can I, just, I watch this thing? Yeah, oh, exactly. It's so annoying. I mean, also it's a fun a, exercise. Okay. It was so hard to even find like the Britney documentary. Mm. Like, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's interesting. I also find myself, you know at least wanting to just download it then but then that is also more complicated than it used to be and annoying and obviously also illegal and i i really 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 want to pay for my content so mm-hmm. but it, it sometimes it's just impossible yeah why i yeah. would rather pay like i'm just here like take my fucking money i know i, I it's, think it's insane it's the same with movies now it's like and everybody's stupid apps rather than, like, just let me pay on Apple or whatever one I use. Like, it used to be fine, well, <laughs> making it worse. Let's hope that, we, we know, we've seen internet trends, and they are always, like, you know, making packages or deals and then oh God, unbind them again. So, uh, yeah, it's like bundle, unbundle, bundle, unbundle. Let's hope that at some point we will get all this shit back together in one bundle can and I just we say, can just, like, see all the content, please, Three for years money. ago when apple was like starting to there was all those leaks about like um like apple making an aggregator and like apple tv plus would be like the one place 
It just <laughs> everything got worse. Like everyone was like, Apple's app will have all the things, like everything will plug in. Turns out they don't, because you know how the internet works? Everybody likes making kingdoms. And right. it's a real shame. Because it well, it was getting better. There's that classic joke of there are eleven different standards. We'll create a new standard to unify all the standards, and exactly. then it's like there are twelve unique standards. Yeah, XKCD comic, I love it. Yeah. Do you own that on the NFT? No, I'm just kidding. Um, on that note, uh, we have about three minutes left. Uh, yeah, let's wrap up. Do I, can we just talk about one thing that, like, I saw in the news this week that sure. like kind of made me cackle? Uh, cackle. And it's a bit sad. Did you see that? Like, Apple is changing podcasts from subscribe to follow as the action because they did a bunch of research and found that 47 percent of people didn't realize that it wasn't paying for it oh my god that's so interesting and i wonder if this is a a side effect of the fact that like there's all these subscriptions now on these app stores like the ios app store is full of them and so they made this change and i was like is this why podcasting isn't popular i realize it's probably not but no. it's, it's just funny because, like, you subscribe to a newsletter and it's fine. But that it's becoming such a loaded term now that clearly people don't realize what it is. But this is what I, I said in the beginning for, of this, uh, this whole um, Twitter spaces moment. Where I was like, when something is very new, like Twitter spaces, I, I'm afraid to touch anything. Because what if I open a room and then suddenly people can hear me and... Well, yeah. this is weird. I think that is the same thing for podcasts still for people that are new to podcasts. And they, I mean, if you are in the podcast app in, in Apple in on an iPhone, it kind of looks like the app store. So I can kind of imagine that people think, whoa, all this content for free? Nah, that's not possible. They probably let me pay for it. And then before you know it, I'm paying five euros a second to be on the, you know. <laughs> to be listening to a podcast. Right, right. I love that. Well, and... Just to go back to Apple TV Plus, when you want to watch a TV show that's coming out every week, you add it. That's the action on Apple TV Plus is you add. Oh, interesting. And it's like, add what? Add to what? You know, it's such a weird... <laughs> I have I have a layered take here that maybe something else is about to happen, though, that Apple is going to let you subscribe to podcasts because yeah. it's weird that they haven't. And you know like what? Like a super Spotify's follow. going to do it. Yeah, well, Spotify is going to do it. So the truth is, Apple has to figure this out pretty quick because they're losing people to Spotify. Even though I don't really want that to happen, it's happening. Hey, you know what this means? You know what this means? I think. Hmm. I think. I think we are now in the age where we don't assume everything is free on the internet anymore. It's 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 true. It's like the internet. Oh my God! There's a great Taylor Lorenz article about like exactly this phenomenon that like everything is for sale for uh creators and it, it's starting to feel that way it's like on every network i'm monetizing some form of myself and it's quite right. a strange thing this podcast is free you're not subscribing <laughs> this space is free for now no I'm kidding but like it is an interesting phenomenon um but on that note i, I think zach you you should do the closing spe- spiel sure I, th- I just think for uh the next time we have to talk about i i st- canceled my spotify subscription and oh i downloaded google podcasts and then i subscribed to youtube music and title which we have a whole episode oh worth of content there such an android <laughs> user no <laughs> so good i love that um, uh yeah let's do we got to talk time. about the title acquisition next week so we'll talk okay. about that um 
Uh, thanks for listening on Spaces or in your podcast player yeah, or on us. YouTube, wherever you find this. Uh, it's awesome that we have like even more venues now. Um, we'd love to hear how the Spaces experience went for the people that were there. So like, tweet at us or you can email us, hi at chargepodcast.com. And next time um, we'll invite more people up because I didn't know how to do it the entire time. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out. And I know that Spaces is ha- going to have a thing where you can like schedule in advance, so people that's will cool. know ahead of time. So we could do that as well once that's like more widespread. Yeah. And then we have a Discord. You should definitely join our Discord. Uh, it's where we talk about a lot of these things. It's where mm-hmm. we, you know, we'll mention when the podcast is available, and we discuss all these topics further. So if you want to like Charge continue any of these, com in the nav, there's a community button. Boom, you're in. Discord's great. Oh my god, I could talk about like how everything could be monetized through all of these things forever. But that's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye, biscuits. Bye.